This is 990WBOB.com, the home of internet entertainment. From Rhode Island to the world, 990WBOB.com. 990WBOB.com is an independent free media outlet. Feeling like Pitbull up in this bitch Dancing on my tiptoes up in this bitch I'm awesome Got me feeling switching my name Bob Awesome Everything else be the same Still risky biz for like 15 years W-B-O-B dot com Hey, this is, is this is Noob Tap Takeover I can't hear you I, hear I can't you. hear myself either, which is great uh, But we are Noob Tap Takeover We are the host of the critically acclaimed podcast on iTunes N-E-W-B-D, which is Noob New England Weekly Beer Discussion my name, Boston Beer Benny. Across from me today, my co-host, Moses Malone. Mo, how you doing? I'm doing all right. It feels a little weird not being on your radio right, your radio left, any yeah. of that. So just sitting across from you, it's kind of a kind of a different different take on things, but I, I'm doing all right. Yeah, we are things directly are squaring off. I, I can't hear anything, but that, <laughs> that's okay. I'm going to roll with the punches. Uh, and before we do get into this week's tap list, uh, we do want to recognize... Uh, the passing of David Clyde. Um, I don't want to lump Mo in with me, but I didn't know Dave that well. I did get a chance to meet him a couple times here at the station, uh, and he seemed like a great guy. Obviously influenced a number of people here at the station, and listeners highly respected him. So uh, that really says a lot about a guy's character and charisma. Definitely. Uh, heard a lot of his stuff on the radio, a lot of his past clips, and he was a very talented host. He was a huge personality, and he will be missed here at the station. Uh, I got a chance a couple days after he passed to tune into the Facebook Live where Adam spoke so highly of him on air. Uh, really touching, really moving stuff. And uh, it was it was really great. And uh, our prayers and uh, support go out to the Clyde family uh, and everyone here at the station dealing with the loss. Yes, so. definitely. And yesterday happened to be his birthday. Oh, so actually, well. a, a perfect. I was just passed a note from one of the producers. Yeah. Uh, perfect, perfect opportunity for us to get on the air and, and say something about him. So... Um, you know, David, we'll, we'll, we'll miss you, buddy. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll move on into the tap list, which is what's coming up today on today's show. Uh, we have a great show for you tonight. We'll start it off, as always, with what are you drinking the local releases. And now we, we mix in a local distro update as well in this segment, which is really, really cool. Uh, we're going to do a Trillium Field Trip recap, which was a couple weekends ago. Great fest by Trillium. I, was, I had a chance to be there. I'm going to recap it for you guys. We have some nationwide beer news, which we're excited about. We'll end it with a couple of fun segments, vocabulary, weird beer stuff, and as always, we'll cap it with show for the week. So, uh, Mo, if you're ready, if you would do Let's me do the it. honors, what are you drinking? Well, today um, I brought with me a, a can that I just traded for. I'm hoping you would partake in with me. Um, it's called Wrestling Moves. Oh, baby. kind of falls into the theme of what we were just talking about downstairs, Clash of the Beer Titans. Um, so this is a collaboration between Mass Landing up in Maine and one of my new favorite breweries, uh, Aslan. Not that they're new. Um, wow, I can hear everything now. Yeah, Holy moly. Um, so yeah, so Aslan uh, in uh, Virginia, one of my favorite breweries that I've, I've come a little more familiar with since my buddy Shane's been sending me beers on the regular. But, yeah, Rasslin Moves collaboration, uh, IPA 6.5%, Citra, Mosaic, Simcoe, and El Dorado. So pretty cool mix there. We're going to try that in a little bit. Nice. Yeah, Mass Landing does awesome stuff up in Maine. Really, really good stuff. Uh, yeah, save me a little at the bottom of that can. I'd love Definitely. to try some. Um, for local beer releases, uh, we have Buttonwoods in Cranston, Rhode Island with their 
very handsome brewer who is going to be a very um, fair and and subtle judge at the uh, the Battle of the Beer Titans in a couple weeks. I couldn't think of a better person to be the moderator of really? such an event. Unbelievable. Like, literally class all the way. Oh, man, the lettuce on that guy's head. Amazing. Uh, he's coming out with two new beers this weekend, I think. Object of Permanence, which is an all-citra IPA, and Cool Arcade, which is a zero IBU DDH double IPA. Very interested in those. He, he's been doing uh, doing some things with those labels, too. Those labels are on point. Yeah, the zero IBU double uh, dry hopped is uh, a signature move of the veil, so I can't wait to see his, his take on it. Trillium, so many new, brewer, so many new beers coming out. Uh, it's crazy. But in addition to their permutation series, They've now come out with the Island Series. Yeah, really cool. The Lighthouse Series, which just came out with the Nosset Lighthouse this past week. Uh, Seesaw Series, which is uh, a new sour series from them. Very fruited beers. They came out with Double Seesaw Raspberry, Double Seesaw Plum, Blueberry, and Peach. They'd better keep that going. That sounds... I mean, you gave me a can of each of those. Obviously, I haven't tried them. I'm going to save them for Jess, friend of the show. Um They'd better keep that going because that just sounds absolutely amazing. Yeah, so I don't, I don't get why they just keep coming out with all these series. I don't know if they have an like organization problem <laughs> that they really want to pile everything into. I don't know. But, um, and the other big one in New England, Treehouse, has been awfully quiet lately. It makes me think something big is, uh, is coming up on the horizon. I was thinking of that, too. But they did recently release uh, a beer called Baby Bright which is a very cool uh, lighter version of Bright featuring Citra, Simcoe, and Amarillo. Somebody in uh, the Rhode Island beer trade arena said they missed a perfect opportunity to name it Light Bright. Ah, uh, yeah, that would have been good. Yeah, well, or Bright Light, whichever bright, Yeah, whichever you'd prefer. I so. mean, they do like the lights on. That's different enough, though, that it wouldn't be like stepping on their own toes, right? Yeah, I mean... I Light don't bright. really think so. but Light Bright's a great name for a beer. What do you think? They got Good Morning coming out this fall or I, what? They have to, right? I, I haven't seen it in a long time. How could time. they not? They did Juice Machine, so it's it's got to be somewhere. It would only make sense. Uh, and that is all I have for my local releases, Mo. Do you yeah. have any local distro updates for us? Yeah, I got a little one here. Um, a brewery that I just became a little more familiar with. Um, they're opening a new tap room in Waltham. Uh, they're called Mighty Squirrel. You've probably seen them around before. Yeah, I've heard of them. Uh, a couple months ago, I thought they came out with beer with protein in it. I don't know if that's just me. Or I have no idea. I looked. No? I tried to look that up, but their site has been down for a little while now, so I'm not sure. But they're opening a new tap room in Waltham. Uh, they're expecting it to be up and running late September into October even. Uh, but they should be brewing beer there uh, within the next month or so. And then the tap room will open probably in October. Uh, from everything that I've heard. They were previously contract brewing with another mass brewery. I'm pretty sure he said it was Ipswich. Okay. Um, but I, I can't remember the exact brewery. But it was another mass brewery that was contract brewing with them. But now they're going to be ramping up production on their own. So kind of something to be on the lookout for. You can find these beers. I mean, they're not like – they're shelfers for sure. They're not um, anything yeah. super rare, like Yankee-only type of things. Um, but you can find them there. Uh, a couple beers that they do, Cloud Candy IPA. Cosmic Distortion, Mocha Stout, and uh, Strawberry Smoothie IPA. Okay. IPA, sorry, I don't know if I said B there. And then their Sour Face is uh, Berliner Weiss with Raspberry and Kiwi. So, I mean, that sounds kind of cool. I have a can of that in the fridge. Um, but they do a lot of seasonal offerings, too. So, I, I'm excited to see them around more. Um, they said that they're going uh, to increase their footprint a little bit, try to get into some more stores. And, uh, you know, they're in a lot of, like, Wegmans and... 
uh, places like that. They have displays up at some stores up, up near their area. People love them up there. Just, you know, we're not super familiar with them down here, so excited to get a little more familiar. Yeah, where's the, where's the tap room going to be again? Waltham. Waltham. Hmm. Just over an hour away, like an hour and ten minutes away. Okay. Up in that Boston area somewhere, you know, like one of those outskirts. Nice, on the North Shore. Yeah, there like you that. go. I drove up there and uh, and talked with Adam, one of their uh, their sales managers, and uh, he was talking to me about the tap room and stuff. He's a really cool guy. Seemed like great people. Um, so I'm excited for them. I, I didn't know a whole lot about their brewery, did a little research, and... Uh, yeah, they seem like they're doing doing some cool things, and uh, keep your keep your eyes open for some mighty squirrel stuff. Yeah, in other uh, distribution news, I, I don't know if you saw this mode, Dogfish Head coming out with a barrel aged 120. I saw that. Um, and Adam's excited for it, which means it, I'm excited for yeah, it. Yeah, also, uh, I I think 120 is a great beer the way it is, but barrel aged, I can't Why wait not? to try. I love barrel aged. What are they What are they aging it in? Did it say? Uh, it got did, like whiskey but, barrels. But I don't or? know what it is. It, I'll have to it look did, that up. But I don't know. And they're also coming out with a uh, grisette, which is very. I cool. did see that too. Yeah, um, Adam's going to be all over that. So yeah, so that's exciting. Uh, before we go to break, Mo, I do have a little fun fact for you, if you'll indulge me. Please, by all means, man. Uh, there is a a beer uh, popular to Denver. Um, you may have heard of it. It's called Coors Light. Ooh, vaguely familiar. Well, they also had Coors Original, the banquet beer. The banquet beer, beer of course. <laughs> you know the banquet the classiest beer, of beer in the world. Uh, I don't know if you knew this, but there was kind of a cult following for Coors back in the 70s. And uh, after Prohibition ended, and until 1976, Coors was extremely hard to come by. And it was sold legally only in 11 states because it was unpasteurized and it didn't travel well. Makes a lot of sense. Yep. A lot of breweries nowadays could take, uh, take a, <laughs> a tip from this. <laughs> this led to a phenomenon known as bootleg cores. That's crazy. And it also inspired the 1977 movie, you've heard of it, everybody knows, Smokey and the Bandit, starring Burt Reynolds. And he actually, in that movie, he did a cross-country car chase uh, where he was two rich Texans trying to get 400 cases of course to Georgia. That's crazy. Dude. Did you I, know that? that I was didn't. That? I've never seen that movie. Me I have either. To admit. I mean, I'm not Pharaoh's age. I, right. <laughs> I, don't go watch I didn't it, grow up on that shit. Watching that, but yeah. Um, so That's th- crazy, dude. I, I did not know that. I have a little like beer calendar that comes up at night. I had to write that. That's down been like your favorite gift, dude. That's absolutely, absolutely amazing. So. Um, that's what's going on with Coors, Mo. Would you? How many states over would you travel for, for a beer that you love that was illegal, highly illegal? Uh, I don't know, uh, five or six maybe. I, I gotta cut it off at that. Other, otherwise, it's a crazy long drive. Yeah. Uh, so you're hearing the sweet sounds of our opening intro music. Risky Biz just came out with a new album called Not Another Seven Song Album. You can follow them on Instagram at, at Risky Biz Music. That's all one word. My name is Boston Beer Benny. Across from me, Moses Malone. We are the Noob Tap Takeover on 990WBOB.com. Welcome back to Noob Tap Takeover 990WBOB.com. That is Levitate by Risky Biz there in the background. Um, Something else going on in the background. (laughs) (laughs) And our show is powered by the music of Risky Biz, and it's also powered uh, with special thanks to our sponsors. So, Mo, why don't you give some some love? Tonight's live broadcasts are brought to you by Park Wine and Spirits, now at their new location at 1375 Park Avenue in Cranston. Stop by for all your favorite wines, brews, and booze, and hey, 
Maybe you can even get a shelfer of the week there. Who knows? Ooh, yes. That's Park Wine and Spirits in Cranston, Rhode Island. For directions or more info, please call 401-943-2040. That, again, is 401-943-2040. Park Wine and Spirits in Cranston. Thank you for that, Mo. That was very, very well done. Uh, Looks like a great. I'm on on their website. Looks like a great liquor store. They got a ton of stuff. I told you, you got a you got a face for radio. Thanks, buddy. Uh, (laughs) uh, So we've come to our second segment, which is the uh, Trillium Field Trip uh, report. I was told I would report back to you about the Trillium Field Trip that was a couple weeks ago. Yep. uh, And I'm very happy to do so. Mo, why don't you take uh, our listeners a little bit through the ticket process since you helped me through it myself. Yeah, so they sent out a bunch of emails, and they, they tried to prep everybody for this, being that it was their, their first you know first festival of any kind. Um, so the ticket process was a, was a little weird, but it, it was very functional, which was great. They gave you a time that the tickets were going to go on sale for. I believe it was noon or 1 o'clock, and you went on the site and basically logged in and tried to buy whatever tickets you wanted. You could do four adults, and I think you got four kids with that, too, you could do. Yeah, you and could. And the kids' tickets were cheaper. Um, 25 bucks for adults and it was like 10 bucks, I think for kids. Um, I went in first and I was like, I got to get four tickets cause I didn't know like availability. If you were going to be getting tickets, like if you hit log in, was it going to work for you too? So I went to do four tickets and it was like, now what's the name on each of these tickets? And I went, shit. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't want to put Ben's name on a ticket and then Ben gets his own ticket. So like I really overthought it. So I did like the worst thing you could possibly do. I logged out. Yeah. And then tried to log back in. And as I was doing it, I was like, why did I just do that? What if there's a thousand people that just buy tickets right now and I just get screwed? But no, I got back in, got my tickets, and then didn't go. So that was <laughs> sick, too. Yeah. I got I got tickets as well. Uh, thanks to Mo texting me just a couple minutes before. We got on the website. We, we got tickets. Um, they had two sessions. They had a morning session, which was 11 to four i believe yeah something like that and then they had a night session from five to nine p.m or something like that maybe a little later than that um i went to the morning session which i sounded like a great idea a month in advance until it was literally apocalyptic rain i've never seen anything like it Um, yeah that was half the reason why we didn't go we couldn't bring the baby in that yeah and the the line to get in really wasn't that functional they had a massive bottleneck so we were in the parking garage for probably 30 minutes waiting to get into the gate. Uh, They basically made sure that you didn't have anything on you other than an umbrella. They checked your ID. They gave you a bracelet. And then they actually gave you a drink ticket, which was very nice of them. Mm -hmm. Um, And drink tickets, you could purchase additional, uh, aside from that one free drink ticket that you got, $7 a ticket. They were good for either 5-ounce pours or 10-ounce pours, depending on the ABV of the beer. Little upsetting. Five ounces, really not a lot of beer. No. How did you feel about the seven dollars? Uh, seven dollars. You know. You can live with that, right? I I could. I could. I at that point, I just wanted to drink beer. I right. I was soaking wet, the entire time. Yeah. I mean, apocalyptic rain. I'm not kidding. Seven dollars for five ounces is tough, though. Yeah. And, uh, and even for a high ABV. For that's... five ounces and in even ten ounces, yeah. they were tiny, tiny little Dixie cups. Yeah. That I wouldn't even keep in my house. <laughs> um, but I'll, I'll tell you a little story off the air as well. Okay, cool. But, uh, <laughs> there were so many unbelievable breweries. As, as you know, if Trillium does something, they do it well. Yes. Uh, and they do have a lot of friends. So, obviously, Trillium was there. There was Monkish, uh, The Veil, Other Half, 
Cloudwater, which does a lot of collabs with Trillium. Yep. Omnipolo, one of my sneaky favorite breweries Hell now. Yeah. Bella Woods, who did your favorite uh, Street Sharks Street with Shark. Trillium. Yep. yep. Canada. Uh, yeah. Cellamaker, Lawson's, Bissell. There were so many others that yeah. I, I didn't list. I'd just be here all day. Um, they all each had their tenth. They all had about two to three beers on. Uh, Trillium had this really, really cool thing. They had like trucks with uh, taps coming off the side. Yep. yep. Uh, and that's the way each each beer was distributed. They had basically these trucks in the middle of uh, about six tents, three on each side. And Trillium they, had way more beers than everybody else they available, did. I would they guess. Did. They had what they said, they listed like five or six beers, but then they had some super rare kegs on. Really? They also had some slushy machines, which, which yeah, I'll get Yeah, you were talking into. about those off the air. Oh, but I put uh, together my top three breweries that I had at the uh, at the fest, and a lot of these, since you only you know you're paying seven bucks a beer, you don't just get to try everything. You got to yeah, make yeah. really really smart make decisions here. Um, the my number three brewery that I had was other half out of Brooklyn, New York. They just these two beers that I got to try: DDH Double Citra Daydream. And Triple Mosaic Daydream. I think Mo, you've got a chance to try both. I think I think we've had both of those with Todd. We, I mean, we're pretty fortunate when it comes to other half. We've yeah. had a bunch of beers, frankly, from them that we honestly have no business trying because we don't even try to get them. We just show up, and Todd's like, other half, other half, yeah. other half, other half. So, um, yeah, they're definitely one of the best breweries that I've ever had. Yeah, and that, that just shows you how good it is. I waited in line and paid $7 for, <laughs> for a beer four you already had. that I've already had. Yep. Uh, really, really incredible, and, and they were pretty, pretty gracious. The line for other half was the longest uh, in the entire place. Really? Uh, second, my sneaky favorite brewery, Omnipolo. Just like I said, they had two really special beers here. They had a raspberry milkshake IPA. Doesn't sound all that special, but what was really special, they did a slushy top for it. That's cool. So it was it was really hot and humid from the rain. I was yeah. soaking wet. And then you try this delightful little slushy top, and it melts into it, makes it a little creamy, makes the beer a little thicker. Unbelievable. And then they had a Three Sons Pancakes Imperial Stout. Which tasted like maple syrup with butter in it. I saw that beer on the list that morning, because in the morning we were still like on the fence about when we were going, and I saw Three Sons Pancake, and I was like, oh man, that sounds so f- yeah, that sounds so good. Seven dollars for a five ounce pour. I had two pours, Mo. Did That's you really? <laughs> That's, That's awesome. Good it was. And I talked multiple people I was with into getting it. Uh, but the start of the show, and I know you're gonna think I'm crazy. It was Trillium. That's um, not crazy. The super rare kegs they brought were truly super rare and super incredible. Almond vanilla truffle, uh, pecan color and grain, coconut tiramisu, peanut butter night and day. I think that's the, the only one I had. These beers were like drinking ice cream. It, yeah, it yeah. was truly amazing. Peanut butter night and day was out of the wor- out of this world. And they had multiple uh, slushy sour machines. So they took a lot of uh, a lot of sours. They just—they didn't have any names on them. They just had flavors. They yeah, had yeah. peach, lemonade, That's cool. things like that. And they had slushing machines that you could uh, actually get a full frozen beer, which was really neat. And just kind of cool to see the gastronomy of the beer kind of altered in a way like that. But it's definitely different. Uh, so that, that was my take on it. Awesome, awesome fest. I'm definitely going back next year. Very jealous. I will hopefully, definitely go next year. Hopefully it doesn't rain, but you never know. So we got a great show for you coming up. We are going to do some nationwide beer news, and then we're going to end it, as always, with a couple fun segments in the shelf for the week. You're Something listening weird. To <laughs> Noob Tap Takeover 990WBOB.com.
studiob.com. And we're back, Noob Tap Takeover 990WBOB.com. And now it's time to tell you about the showdown dum, 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 of all dum, showdowns. Dum, dum, the Battle of the Beer Titans is coming up September 4th, 9 p.m. Mo and Ben team up to take on Pharaoh and Chris. Nobody knows his last name. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Ben. <laughs> we are going to crush them. It's not even going to be close. Yeah, after just coming up with questions, we really tried to challenge ourselves and come up with questions we don't know anything about. Yeah. Just so we give them a chance. Right. Um, like literally pulling out things that like, I don't e- I don't even know where yeah. they came from. I don't even know what to say. Yeah, like what is Wally Wachusett Ale? Something that I, Joe I don't know. Knows. Yeah. Joe's <laughs> all about that. He's going to be all over it. He's yeah. going to eat this question up. But What eh. what came out at Monkish last week? So Anything that Joe knows. Yeah, exactly. We, we really just tried Put to Put it in do. there. Got to give him a shot. Uh, so... Be on the lookout for that September fourth, nine mm. p.m. It's a Tuesday night. You got nothing better to do on a Tuesday. Nope. Nine p.m. Turn on the radio, gather the whole family, and listen to a couple grown men argue about beer. Yep, just like the old days. And we have come to a segment we like to call Nationwide Beer News. It's uh, creatively named. It is beer news from across the nation. We're going to start it out. Mo has a little drama in the Toppling Goliath uh, Brewery out in Iowa. Mo, yeah. what do you got? I, we just got this brewery in Massachusetts. We were all pretty gassed because their beer is phenomenal. Yeah, I enjoy it. What I didn't realize was that this brewery's had its fair share of uh, disputes with both employees and customers. So I just wanted to go over a couple quick things with you. <laughs> I can't wait to hear this. Yeah. So first and foremost, uh, their head brewer, well, their former head brewer, um, decided in January of 2017 that he wanted to go and go do his own thing. His brother was opening up a brewery. Um in Iowa, but kind of close. So he decided to go there and, and be the head brewer there. Well, now he's being sued by Toppling Goliath, who claims that he is violating a non-compete agreement that he assigned that he had signed with Toppling Goliath. Now, I don't really know how I feel about this because non-competes kind of stop people from doing what they're good at, which isn't yeah. really fair. you got to be able to make a living at what you're good at. Agreed. Um, but his non-compete is for 150 miles away from the brewery. So there's a 150-mile circle around the brewery that he can't work. That's like 10 times the size of Rhode Island. Yeah. Oh, geez. <laughs> but he's working 100 miles away. Yeah. So it's not even like direct competition, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, if well, you think it, about it. It's Iowa. He's probably the next closest brewery. That's probably true. <laughs> but I, I thought that was kind of weird. And so it brought up um, – I, I was reading a couple articles about it and doing some some side research. So the same thing happened. This is way back in the day. Joe Farrell will probably remember this, actually, because he would have been like 30 when this happened. Uh, 1993, uh, Widmer Brewing kind of had the same situation with their head brewer. And they had a non-compete with him. And he was opening his own brewery, making completely different beer, yeah. different packaging. Like, his argument was, I'm not competing with you. Yeah. I'm not trying to compete with you. I'm not taking any of your recipes, any of your packaging, any of your labeling. And the judge actually said, you have to give this guy a fair shot to make a living because this is what he does. And he's not competing with you. You have to show me that he's stealing stuff from you in order for you know for me to side with, with the brewery. And it ended up making Widmer look really bad. They just looked like they were being petty and trying to stop this guy from, you know, from his livelihood. So at one point they just, they just stopped. They just, 
the the whole court proceedings or whatever. They just let him go. Let him yeah. go and do his thing. And I think Toppling Goliath would probably be smart to do that as well. Um, this isn't the first time that they lost a head brewer. Also, did you know this? I didn't, no. 2015, after an argument with the owner and the brewer, uh, the head brewer just quit. Just quit. And the assistant brewer said, I am I quit. Wow. That leaves you in a so the spot. Yeah, so the owner said they wouldn't. he wouldn't speak exactly to what happened, but he said, I basically went from one day having a full staff to the next day having no staff. All of the eggs were in my brewer's hands, so very quickly I had to get those new brewers trained and up to speed. So I think, I mean, what the article kind of indicated too was that the owner didn't like that the brewer had so much power. And yeah. they probably got into some kind of an argument because the brewer claimed that the owner was taking credit for the beers that he created. So it was this big, like, creative uh, creative drama. And I just thought it was weird that now this is two brewers that Toppling Goliath has had a problem with. And at what point is it the brewer's problem, the brewery's problem, and not the brewer? Yeah. And then the last piece of evidence that makes me think that Toppling Goliath might be douchebags, um, there, there was actually a, uh, uh, a tweet uh, a screen cap of an email that their assistant taproom manager sent to a couple customers um, where they went in for, they do uh, random like high-end bottle sales. Yeah, you know, like yep. the assassins mm-hmm. that they sell. Yep, yep. They do like random seller, kind of like Seller Sunday, like how Trillium does. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did, they opened up their seller for the assassin series and those beers are crazy on the secondary market. So this, this two guys came in and they bought a bottle of gold, KBBS 2014. Okay. Uh, it was for sale for $500. However, <laughs> they were only charged for a Gold Assassin 2014 for $300. So this email says our records indicate that's what happened. Would it be possible for one or both of you, since you split checks, to please call the tap room to pay the additional $200 that is owed for the KBBS because it was charged $300 versus, instead of $500? Yeah. The number for the tap room is X. And ask for Hannah or Shana. If you have any questions, please let myself know. Uh, or my manager know. So she really wanted these guys, after her taproom messed up and charged the wrong price, to call and pay the extra $200. Yeah, that's a bold move. Just on a whim. Like, uh, yeah, we kind of messed up, but come in and make this right. And yeah. that's when I was just like, you know what? Toppling Goliath can can eat a bag of whatever. Because yeah. I'm, I'm all set with them. Uh, that's probably, you know... Uh, pretty successful businessman in another venture who got into brewing and is used to getting his way and now yeah. he's not. He's I definitely will not drink too. a Toppling Goliath ever again. <laughs> As he opens a Toppling Goliath Pompeii right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, otherwise, across the nation in Illinois, we'll stay in the I states, if you will. Uh, Illinois now allows breweries to sell outside beer and cider in their tap room, Mo. I don't know how you feel about Wait, this. Wait, what? Uh, so you can sell o- other people's stuff? Yeah. So on August 11th, Illinois Governor Bruce Rauner, one of your favorite governors. Sounds like a real clown. He signed one of your favorite bills, House Bill 4897, mm. which allows licensed Class 1 breweries, which are 30,000 barrel, and Class 2 breweries, 120,000 barrel, to purchase cider and beer from an, a wholesaler or a self-distributing brewery to sell in their tap room. That's weird. Yeah, so basically what they're doing now is kind of the breweries in Illinois are squeezing out the local bars. Yeah. And it leaves kind of the bars with the only advantage of selling wine and liquor. No, breweries can't sell wine or liquor, which is advantageous to the bars. But many bars are now boycotting breweries that elect to to have full tap rooms 
And they said, if you're not going to support our business, we're not going to support you. Dude, that's so they dirty. Have on it. Yeah, so kind of crazy. That's dirty, dude. Bars in, uh, I mean, at least around here, I, mean, I can't speak for Illinois. I only stopped at the airport one time on a switching flights. But um, breweries and bars kind of have like this, in this state it's written, but it's like an unwritten thing. Like, we won't mess with your business if you don't mess with mine. I'll refer people to you if people want to eat. Hey, I'll refer people to you if you if they want a fresh local beer. Like it's kind of like a hand in hand. You know, you scratch my back, I scratch your back, and now, I mean, this kind of seems like that's like pitting them against each other now. Yeah, it is. It is a little strange. They also added uh, new laws that makes it easier for them to store and transfer uh, beers from other beer companies, which is, um, I, I don't know what what they're actually thinking. I this may be a preemptive strike to the beer bubble where they're worried about all these new breweries opening up. Maybe. And people just not in high enough demand. I'd, uh, one, I don't know why you would want somebody else's beer on your tap list unless it's like a tap takeover. That yeah, just seems that, like that's that's the weirdest part. You're paying money. You're making less margin on that than the beer that you made. Uh, yeah, so I would think so. So why would you not just do that? So that that's number one. And two, it, it is strange that, that the government would allow this. It, it just seems like... A, Almost like a monopoly thing. I mean, it's obviously not. It's right, right, right. I get what you're saying, I don't saying, have the, the verbiage for that. but mm, I can't think of the word either, but it's just that's really weird. And yeah, I, I would expect that bars would boycott these brewers. I mean, the fact that you said that, I mean, at least the bars are stepping up and, and sticking up for themselves. But uh, I don't even know what to – if that happened in this state, like, can you imagine how weird that would be? Yeah, it would be very strange. Like, I mean, you get tap takeovers every now and then, but – that's not like trying to make a ton of money. That's a single day thing. The ones that do it, the ones that do that, like a place like Moby Dick. I mean, that's a restaurant. Yeah, so I like think that's the only different. Place I've ever seen it is um, at Jester King. Okay. Jester King has a lot of taps of other stuff, but that might also just be a, a friend display thing. They might just yeah. be getting cake. They're probably not buying them from a distributor. But so I wonder if can you get? I wonder if breweries in mass can get stuff from other breweries and put it on tap, like a regular thing, or does it have to be like a special event? Do they need like a permit for the tap takeover? I I don't know. I mean, I've I've we never have such seen weird it? laws in yeah. this state, so I don't I've know. I've never seen it. I mean, the only place locally that may I may have seen it is Dorchester, but they do a lot of uh, contract breweries. Right, so, so they kind of get around that. I yeah, would think. so they have the collabs huh. on too. So I don't I don't know how that works. But. That's wacky. I don't uh, like it. And going out to the uh, the Sunshine State. No. My favorite state. <laughs> not not the Sunshine <laughs> State. California. Um, what's the sun, what's the Cali- California is the what's that? Sunshine State, state is Florida. Florida. I believe. What's like California? The Bay State. I don't think that's right. I'm, I'm, that's mass. That's aren't we California? <laughs> Stone Brewing. Uh, Stone Brewing holds a annual internal brewing competition called the this. Stone Spotlight Series, where they pit their brewers against each other. Mostly for bragging rights and internal in- experimentation, but this year they put a bigger stake on the line, Mo. Uh, they wanted the winner to be released as their anniversary beer, which is a big hit for Stone. Very, Why would they not big. do that every year? That they, seems like a great idea. They may continue to do it every year now, but uh, this year's the beer that won uh, is the Stone's 22nd anniversary beer. They called it Anna Matter. I believe this is named after a song. That's what I saw in the article. Okay. I don't know anything about the song, but it's a double IPA, 9.1%, 81 IBUs. Okay. Brewed with the Columbus, Denali, Galaxy, Citra, Amarillo, 
And Mo, your favorite hop, the Hopsteiner 06297. That is my favorite hop. You know me so well. <laughs> it's getting it's to like, be insane. It, this sounds less like a beer and more like an, an industrial accident. Somebody just spilled all these hops in the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> but they said it has a solid malt background that fits in well with a complex array of hop fruit flavors. Oh. Fresh cherries, apricots, grape skin, which I don't think is a fruit. Uh, melon and citrus. Uh, huh. So, Mo, that sounds pretty uh, pretty exciting. Have you heard of any other breweries doing this in internal brew things? I know they do this um, stuff at like Taco Bell and Doritos. They do, they do things like this. <laughs> I know campaigns. I know Barrel House Z does uh, a guest brewer thing. They have like you can come in there and submit your homebrew. They yeah. do like a homebrew competition. It's a little different, but you know, like if we had a beer that we brewed, we bring it to their festival and, you know, they try, I think they try them beforehand and then they take the top three yeah. and it's like, they call them A, B, and C. So it'll be like A, Amber, B, IPA, and C, Saison. Yeah. And people go in there for the event, you know, they tout it on Facebook and all their social medias and people go in there and they're choiced with taking an Amber, an IPA, or a Saison and whichever beer sells the most, that's the winner. And then you get to come in with the the brewer, uh, Russ, I think his name is, and you brew the beer with him. Oh, that's And he great. like you know he scales it up for you and he shows you you know what you should be doing and then they package it and they sell it and they put right on the can like this was made by Moses Malone and oh, and so it's a Treehouse external. Benny. That's like an external thing. Yeah, it's it's a little different than what they do, but that's the only place that I've heard that does something similar. It's like Sierra Nevada, like the beer camp kind of. Yeah, do actually, yeah, kind of like that. Yep. Contest. Yep. Uh, those Same are idea. Very good, by the way. Um, yeah, that was a cool idea for them. This is, I mean, this is a great idea, too. Congratulations to Jason Smith and yeah. Jose Flores, yeah. um, the, yeah, the brewers. I, I, they have a little article there, a little question and answer back and forth with them. Uh, I didn't get too far into it. I was just trying to get the uh, the real meat of the, the thing. But the double IPA, uh, Stone does a lot of really good stuff. Um, they use a lot of DDH in their stuff, a lot of mm. West Coasty bitter IPAs. Yeah, that's one thing to note here. And I would never, ever correct you, Ben. It's a no-haze double IPA. They want to oh. make that very, yeah. very clear. It's a double a IPA. Anyway, you can skin it, but there is no haze in this beer. Oh, so no, no orange juice. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. That's very the bottle looks kind of cool. The yeah, big 22 on it. The big 22 on it. You cannot, uh, Can't you miss cannot it. mistake that. But So that is nationwide beer news, Mo. I don't know if you've been signing any non-competes uh, with me, but <laughs> I have not. I I, I do uh, hold the right to revoke any podcast that you may come out with in the future. Okay, I didn't sign um, anything, but <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll honor that. I've only signed one in my life, and it was because I got a severance package. And I'm assuming that that's a lot of what happened to Toplin Goliath. Maybe, um, could be. I don't know. I've never signed a non-compete. Yeah, it's the, it's maybe tough. I would. It's tough to sever the uh, the creative license of a brewer and, that's and tough. the owner of a brewer. What the it's hell is like he going to do? In a restaurant. Exactly. Like, that was the uh, that was the example I was going to make. That's crazy. But anyway, we got a uh, vocabulary coming up. Weird beer stuff ended as always with shelf of the week. You're listening to Noob Tap Takeover 990wbob.com. You're listening to 990WBOB.com, Renegade Radio. That's about it. I guess I ain't about it. 
Estimate that if I rap for 20 years, I'm bouncing. Probably going to counseling. Oh, it's football season, Mo, and he raps about Tom vs. Time. That's oh, yeah. Risky Biz. They ain't woke. Again, on Instagram, at Risky Biz Music, all one word. Just been handed breaking news from my producer. Chris's last name is Cassie. Cassie. Did you Chris know that? Cassie. No, I didn't I know that. I, I no mean, clue. Never heard of the guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's who we'll be battling in a couple of weeks. Uh, Chris Good Cassie and uh, uh, Schmo Farrow. Um, it's a big we moment have, for them. We have two um, two great segments here to close the show, and, and then we end it, as always, with Shelf of the Week. We'll dive right in here. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Bringing it back old school with a segment we call Vocabulary. We want to teach you a beer word you might not know, so when you go to the liquor store, you know what to look for. Uh, and our word this week is grisette. G-R-I-S-E-T-T-E. Grisette. I think, yeah, that's right. Um, and I'm assuming. Grisette is a refreshing beer made to quench a miner's thirst, believe it or not. that That's mm. historical for some reason. Uh, it's similar to a Saison, but light in body and low in alcohol. The word literally translates to little gray. I didn't know that. And uh, historians believe it either refers to the gray stone that the miners dug through or the gray-clad worker, women, who served the miners the beer. Okay. That makes uh, sense. So there are a lot of uh, takes on grisette. I mean, maybe not a lot. That, that might be a kind word. Uh, locally, I personally think the best grisette in our area is from Roxbow. We yeah, had a we debate on that. this on the, on the way up. Yep. Uh, the, is it the Sasika? I think that's what it was called. I forget what it was, but yeah, I we, had it. I wasn't a huge fan of it, to be honest, but it was all right. We had it at Beer Vons, a rice saison. Yeah. Uh, I had it in the brewery. Grisaka. Grisaka. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And I had it in a gin-aged stainless steel barrel, believe it or not, which was a great take by Oxbow. Uh, they're also popular with Transmitter, which is out of New York. They make a lot of rice saisons in uh, spots like Shades On in Rhode Island. Uh, yep. Do some great old world styles. Yeah, they like that funky stuff. Yeah, Grisette is a really, really nice light beer. It's great on a hot, hot day, and uh, it's not going to kill you in the ABV department. So, Grisette, if you see it out now, you know what it is. It's a light, light beer, low on ABV. Mo, we got to go to the wacky, weird stuff. Yeah, this is um, the kind of stuff we live on. This, this is kind of what gave us our, uh, our big break here on 990WBOB.com, but... Uh, this one's one of the weirder ones I've ever seen. So, Mo, why don't you, uh, why don't you set the stage for us? Yeah, so, I mean, uh, for anybody who doesn't listen to the podcast, we've talked about this topic. We touched upon it maybe, oh, God, I don't even know, a few months ago at least. Probably like a year ago. Yeah, probably even longer. It was yeah. toward the beginning anyways. This is one of the first weird beer things we ever did. Um, and you found it, I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. Um, and now it's actually for sale. So it's become prudent again. In our lives. We willed it into uh, submission. Yeah, so I'm just going to jump right into this here. There's a vagina beer. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. Hey, you know, when you're going to explain something to the kids, you use the proper words. Yeah, it's made from the essence of hot underwear models, if that makes it any better. Mm. Or if it <laughs> makes it worse, I'm not sure. Um, but it's, it's made in Poland uh, because, you know, Poland would do something weird like this. Not yeah. that I really know what Poland does on a day-to-day -day basis, but... Um, they make vagina beer, so that's weird. Um, it's made from the vaginal lactic acid of hot underwear models. It's now for sale. Uh, it retails in restaurants for around seven dollars or so. Okay. Um, so not super, uh, super expensive. It's uh, from a Warsaw, Poland brewery. The name of the beer is called the Order of Yanni. 
Okay. Uh, yoni is actually uh, the Sanskrit word for vagina. So ah. they're not beating around the bush. I'll put that in my repertoire at all. now. Yeah. <laughs> so you can yeah you can buy this. I I won't get into exactly how the the website words the beer. Um, describes the beer because it's super, super creepy and a little rapey. Very creepy. Um, but it's it's a little sour apparently. And I, <laughs> I don't even know if I should be surprised yeah, by that. But okay, book. literally on the website, and I'm, again, I'm not going to read this word for word. But the w- the website actually describes the process of a gynecologist taking the cultures from the girls oh and the beers are advertised and i'm looking at one right now with this you know this attractive girl licking the lip of a bottle and talking about how you can taste her yeah not sure it's you know how that works <laughs> sweetheart but yeah it's uh it's it's really weird um the label on the bottle will tell you who you're drinking so the label will say you are drinking the essence of fill in the model um, in this instance, the website says Pauline. That must have been one of the girls that they use. Wow. Um, they use high-tech microbiological techniques. They isolate, examine, and prepare the lactic, lactic acid bacteria from the vagina of a unique woman. Yeah, certainly. This I, is. Uh, let, let me just explain. Let me just pitch this to you, Mom. I'm a, I'm a Polish brewer. Okay. I said, hey, we're going to get some uh, some underwear models yep. that we find attractive. Sure. We're going to pitch to them that we're going to collect cultures, <laughs> create <laughs> beer, and sell it for $7. Yeah. Now, what on earth are you thinking? I'm not I mean, sure. come on. Is it your big break, though? Are Can't you, like you just gonna... bump it? Double it. 15 bucks. Are you an aspiring? Well, there was one guy who complained about the price as it was, yeah, so how can you charge $15? That's outrageous, but it is for sale, Mo. Where yeah. can I buy this? Uh, in Poland. Yeah, I'm a married man. I'm not going to buy this. I'm not I buying also, this. Yeah. I'm not buying this, and I mean... I'm like, all right, I'm mildly interested, <laughs> but frankly, I, th- I think it's a little disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. They describe it as a sour ale containing femininity, sensuality, charm, passion, and sexuality. Yeah. I don't know if I agree with any of those things. These copywriters are are brilliant. But the, I mean, the the label's kind of cool, I guess. Like, I I don't know. It's just a really weird thing. And, uh, you know, he tried to go fund me to start the project, um, but he, he didn't get any... And didn't make any headway there. Uh, he was trying to raise 150,000 euros, and you know how many he raised? How many? 1,500. Wow. He was going for 150,000. He got to 1,500. Well, that's close. Um, when you get to one percent of your goal, you gotta, you know, it's, you know, it's a good goal. But he found a angel investor who just gave him the whole shebang. One investor. He won't name them. Um, he just says we managed to find an investor who believed in this project and supported it. It's probably a nice husband of, of one of those beautiful models. Probably. Uh, so good luck to them. Yeah, um, good luck. And enjoy that beer if you get the time to. Moving on. We're going to go into Shelf for the Week. Shelf for the Week is a rite of passage brought to you by Noob Tap Takeover. We allow you to find a great beer on your local bottle shop shelf so you are not lonely if you don't make it to the brewery. Today, I uh, I went a little different, Mo. I didn't actually go beer. I went with cider. Because we're, okay. we're refined here Why not? On, on the Tap Takeover. I love cider. Far From the Tree in Salem, Mass. You'd love Far From the Tree. Yeah, they came out with a new one called Ricky. Uh, it's a cherry lime cider Okay. made with local apples from Salem. This place does awesome stuff. Really high ABV, really great, great flavors. 
Uh, the beer in the tap room is very unique. They have um, other beers you might have seen from them on the shelf. It's Patch, which is a strawberry basil cider. They have a Bomb. new one, Earl, which is made with tea leaves. Nova cider, which is actually hopped. Yep. And they have Lee, which is a pineapple jalapeno cider. Awesome, awesome spot to go uh, for the fall, which is going to be here sooner than you think. Absolutely. Uh, up in Salem, they do awesome uh, on-tap uh, ciders only with some really cool colors and flavors. So check it out. Far from the tree, you can find them on most shelves as well. The new one is called Ricky. Ricky. That's, That's a good one. Yeah. Um, I alluded to mine already previously in the show. Uh, I foreshadowed it. So mine is Cloud Candy IPA from Mighty Squirrel. Uh, again, out of Waltham, Mass., Six and a half percent New England style IPA, uh, Citra, Mosaic, Amarillo, great hot profile there. It's a three eight eight on Untapped, so it falls just short of my four standard. Um, but I would guess that this brewery is going to get a lot more check-ins recently, uh, you know, in the in the future here yeah. because of their increased footprint. Tons of fruit. I did try a can of this the other day. Very refreshing, very crisp, very clean. A uh, lot of hop, but a lot of fruit on there too. Just a, a great rendition of the style. Um, so, I mean, that's my that's my shelfer. Awesome. Top Candy IPA. Awesome stuff. Awesome show, Mo. Great show. show. We didn't be stumble. Be on the lookout for the Battle of the Beer Titans, uh, where Mo and I put Joe in a figure four leg lock, and Chris Cassie apparently will be there to watch. Going to razor um, Ramon him. September 4th, 9 Give him the razor's edge. <laughs> we will be on uh, battling them. Thank you to Kim behind the board. Ryan tweeting for us. Uh, the whole crew will be yeah. on the check out the podcast. New yeah, check out the podcast. on iTunes. Podcast plug. We'll see you around, or we'll see you at another time. September fourth. September. 4th. Thank you. See ya. Noob Tap Takeover nine ninety WBOB dot com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>